when unexplained things happen around us, we search for answers, reasons, you know, logical possibilities as to what is causing something to happen, cause and effect, usually a reason. Sometimes you put a glass of water down on a smooth surface. The sweat from the glass can sometimes get under the glass and it slides across the counter on its own. That is not paranormal. That is gravity. That's friction. Sometimes you hear an object in another room fall seemingly by itself. And then you think, well, I live in an apartment. I do have neighbors. They do vibrate things. And that shelf was on the wall. So that logically could have been what happened. And then you just witness things moving around by themselves with no explanation whatsoever, hearing things, feeling things, seeing things that really just have no logical way or, I guess, scientific way currently of explaining what the hell is going on. It's exactly what happens today in our story. We have one long one for you today. It's a good one. It involves grief. It involves looking to the future, and it involves finding peace as well. Finding peace on multiple levels of life and having encouragement to go forward. EPP bonus episode number 429 of Real Ghost Stories Online. My name is Tony Bruski. Stay with us. Grief is a difficult thing to go through. And grief can come in in many forms or can be triggered rather by by many things, I think is what I'm trying to say. It can be the death of a loved one. It can be a breakup with someone. It can be getting your hair cut wrong and it looking not how you wanted it to be. You can go through the stages there, hopefully a lot quicker with the hair, but I've seen it happen. But it's difficult. There's various stages to grief. And it's not always taken in order either. That's a common misbelief. A lot of people think it goes this way, this way, this way. It can actually go here, go there, go back and forth a little bit. All the emotions can come at once. But it is grief. Sometimes we get so caught up in grief that we try to bargain and make some sort of deal to communicate with those who have left us or to fix whatever problem it is that has caused us that grief. And sometimes we have moved on from that grief. Sometimes we're well aware that what's happened's happened. We've accepted it and we're moving forward with life. And then suddenly, boom, is it back? Or is it someone that was involved in the situation coming back to give us some answers to give us some affirmations that things are going to be okay and even show us things beyond our wildest imaginations. In our next story, we hear about a woman who is going through the stages of grief, almost moved through it, when suddenly, when she least expects it, a loved one comes back to show her purpose in the future and a happiness 
beyond description when that future is eventually lived out. Take a listen. I've written in a few of my stories this year, and it's been a few months since my last email, so I thought I'd tell you about some of my recent experiences that have actually been happening in the past few months. It's been a heck of a year, and I've experienced a lot of loss. I want to tell you about my loss and how I think it's affecting my paranormal experiences. So to start off, I have to take you back to the beginning of this year in February. That's the month that my boyfriend broke up with me. He was crushed. He and I had talked about getting married and starting a life together. We genuinely loved each other, and many of the stories I've written in actually were experiences we've had together. He broke up with me the night before Valentine's Day, and it was heartbreaking. The strangest thing is that it totally caught me off guard. He didn't give me an explanation as to what I did wrong or why he was leaving. He simply broke it off with me one night in my apartment and walked out the door. I haven't seen him since. While that was tough, the worst was yet to come for me. My paternal grandfather had been battling lung cancer for four years. We'd been through chemo and radiation and all sorts of treatments. He had just gotten a clean bill of health in October of 2021. He was in remission after his third bout with the cancer, and it was a wonderful time. We went through the holidays and were completely happy with no thought of cancer, at least not like when he had active cancer cells in his body. It was a sweet time to be with my family. Then in March of this year, everything came crashing down. On March 3rd, my grandfather had a small surgery on his hand to remove some skin cancer. It wasn't supposed to be a big deal. He should have been healed and back to normal within two weeks. Instead, he became super sick. He thought it might just be the medication that the doctors had put him on. Turns out that his calcium levels were extremely high one night, to the point that he was hallucinating and completely out of it. My grandmother took him to the doctor the next day, and they did lab work on his blood sample. They discovered the deathly high calcium levels had caused my grandmother late that night to rush him to the ER. She did that, and my dad met at the hospital. After about two days in the hospital, they did a CT scan, and the cancer was back, but this time it was everywhere. The first time, it had spread beyond his lungs and had spread quickly. It was more aggressive than ever before. It had gone to my grandfather's brain, which was nearly impossible to treat. After treatment, they got my grandpa's calcium levels down enough to get him mentally stable. He was himself again for a few days and had the mental capacity to make decisions about his care and decided not to pursue treatment. I rushed home about three hours from where I currently live and prepared to do the hardest thing I would ever have to do. So you've never had a close family member pass away. This was my first true experience with death. I'd only been to a handful of family funerals, but they were from my distant great-grandparents or cousins I'd never met. I never truly known someone who died. I knew he didn't have a long time. We all did. We moved him to the hospice per his request. For two weeks, I was back and forth between my own home and my grandparents' home to help take care of him. I was finishing up my master's degree at the university and at the time, working part-time for my new job, which I took on full-time after graduation. It was a really hard time and really stressful. I had never taken care of a family member in that way or really in any way before. It broke my heart to see my grandpa so weak and dying. I never had a true appreciation for hospice and the employees of hospice that helped make that transition 
little bit easier for the family and individual. But after that experience, I'll always appreciate that service and those workers. There weren't very many moments that I was alone with my grandfather during this time, but there were a couple of moments that I was. My grandmother would go to shower or to run errands in town. My dad works full-time, so I take the middle of the week shift when I could help out on the days he had to work. So for a lot of those days, I was the only person there besides my grandma. For the most part, he just slept. He was on morphine for the pain, but he started seeing people, people in my family that had already passed. I know that strong medications like morphine can cause visions, but I truly believe he was seeing those spirits of our family that had already died. They were waiting for him, ready to take him. He saw his mother, sister, and my twin brothers had passed away as babies. He even saw his childhood dog that had died centuries ago. That was a unique experience that I never shared with anyone else in my family. As far as I know, I'm the only person he told this to. He would point to the ceiling and call out his sister's name and repeat, Mother, I'm here. I'm almost ready to come. Just a few more days. He would also call out my brother's names and tell them to stop roughhousing. He said they would disrupt the others in the room. Who the others were, I'm not completely sure. He also said he saw the men with wings that calmed him when he got scared about leaving us. He said that they told him that we would be okay and that we wouldn't be alone. Men with the wings promised to come back and watch over my family after they took him. Of course, I believe the men with wings were angels and they were waiting to take him to heaven. My grandfather passed away on March 17th of this year. We had a funeral. I started to try to heal from the great loss. April was a really hard month for me and that's my birth month. It was my first Easter and birthday without one of my best friends, and I was pretty sad still. It was also really hard because I was finishing up my master's thesis. Then May came, and things started to get better. I was looking forward to graduating and being done with school. I also would start my full-time job and transition into adult life. It was the week of my graduation, and my great-grandmother died suddenly. She was 92, but it was pretty unexpected. The doctor chalked it up to heart issues, but never gave a specific reason for her death. This was the mother of my grandmother that had just lost her husband, so she lost her husband and mother in the period of two months. I was again crushed. This was quite literally the only living great-grandparent I had. She's the only one I grew up knowing. Her funeral was the day before I graduated and I chose not to go, not because I didn't love or miss her. I didn't want to drive six hours and one day, especially the day before I was supposed to graduate. I know this sounds extremely selfish, but I hadn't had a normal graduation. My high school graduation had been rained out, so we didn't get to walk. My bachelor's degree graduation was in 2020, and we all know how much COVID messed stuff up for that year. So I was really looking forward to having an actual graduation where I didn't have to wear a mask or stay six feet away from people. So the first six months of 2022 were really crappy. But since then, things have happened that make me hopeful that maybe my family members are still around. A lot of my friends are still in college. They all went off to summer internships out of state and across the state. So there weren't a lot of people to hang out with during the summer. I mostly went to work, came home. I had much more time at home than I had in years. Then the inflation hit and gas prices skyrocketed. Everything became so much more expensive and it was a lot to commute for a lot of my coworkers. 
I work at the University of Arkansas, and the university decided to start allowing employees to work from home two days a week. So after that, I was at home even more and during the daytime. I started noticing things that I've never noticed in my home before that. It was dead summer, and there were cardinals outside my windows often, even in sweltering heat. Most of the time, I think of cardinals as winter birds. There's a legend that cardinals represent your deceased loved ones visiting you to make sure you're okay. I believe this with all my heart, and I believe that my grandpa and great-grandma are saying hello when I see a cardinal or two. They've been saying hello in other ways, too, though. Over the years, I've experienced a lot of paranormal activity at haunted locations in my office at school, but never in my own home until a few weeks ago. I hadn't had any experiences in my own home. A few weeks ago was my grandfather's birthday. He would have been 70. It was the first birthday that he wasn't here to be celebrated. I tried my best to not think about it that day, and for the most part, I was successful until I opened Facebook. My aunt and others had plastered my grandpa's photo all over the place and talked about how much they missed him and how hard it was to not have him here. I was getting ready to start work for the day as I work at the university, but do work from home two days a week. I hadn't even thought of him or his birthday until I opened my phone and saw all the posts that I was tagged in. I ended up deleting the Facebook app off my phone for the day and just moved on. I didn't think much more about it and tried to focus on my work instead. I live in a two-bedroom apartment, so it's not huge. It's just me, and I don't have any roommates. I use the extra bedroom for storage or as a guest bedroom when my family comes to visit. There's a closet where I store extra bedding and seasonal clothing when it's not being used. It has an accordion folding door that makes a pretty loud noise when it's being opened or shut. Normally, I leave the bedroom door ajar so that it doesn't get cold in the extra bedroom, or I also keep a lot of plants. The door on this bedroom doesn't hang exactly straight on its frame, so it never stays completely open. It was probably two or three inches from being fully shut like usual when I heard a huge screeching noise and a loud bang. I knew that sound like the back of my hand. I usually go into that bedroom about once every two weeks or more to get a blanket or straighten up for a guest or to grab something else I normally store in there. I was pretty startled and went into the guest bedroom to investigate. Sure enough, the closet door was standing wide open. I was shocked. Nothing like this had ever happened in my home before. I knew what I'd heard, and I knew the closet door had been closed the last time I'd come into the room. That's where we're going to pause the preview portion of this week's EPP bonus episode. If you want to hear the full thing, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. In fact, you can sign up to our channel and try it for three days free on Apple Podcasts right now. Yes, just go to our uh, subscription channel there on Apple Podcasts and uh, try it for three days free. Then get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, all the uh, EPP episodes, all of it ad-free, ready for you to binge away on directly through Apple Podcasts. We're adding new stuff all the time. You can also go through patreon.com slash Stories, another great platform. Again, patreon.com slash Stories, or go directly to our website at ghostpodcast.com and click Become an EPP. The link is also there to Patreon as well at ghostpodcast.com. See what happens as this story of closure, new beginnings, all continue to take shape on this episode. Check it out. Ghostpodcast.com or go through Apple Podcasts and become a subscriber to get access to that and all 429 
bonus episodes of Real Ghost Stories Online, all ad-free. And thanks for your support of Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs>